Hello, my fellow myth lovers, and welcome back to So You Think Your Family's Bad, the podcast where we talk about how Greek myths came to be. Halloween is one week away, and I want to get back on track with our mythical monsters. Today, we talk about Scylla and Charybdis, the sea monsters that swallowed men whole. So let's start with Charybdis. She is said to be the child of two powerful deities, Pontus and Gaia. I've talked a little bit about Gaia before. She is Mother Earth, what we call Mother Earth in our culture now. And Pontus is just the sea. So we have Poseidon, who is the god of the sea, but Pontus itself is just the oceans. And she was said to be a huge, deadly-toothed whirlpool in a small strait with Scylla living on the other side. So Charybdis was this huge toothed whirlpool that would suck in everybody who would come into her path. So this would include ships and sailors and uh, just the water three times a day. So she was pretty dangerous. She was very unpredictable. You couldn't tell when she was ever going to uh, start taking in the water. So it was very like a, like a toss up whenever a hero decided to go past her. And then we have Scylla, who is Charybdis's daughter. And she was the more obvious monster. She was said to have been a huge beast with 12 feet and six necks and razor sharp teeth in each of those six heads. She would sit on top of a cliff and wait to attack her unsuspecting victims. When sailors would approach her side of the strait, she would bark almost like a dog, very, very puppy-like, and she would take sailors off of their ships and would eat them. However, she would only take six sailors from each ship. So you would lose six men, one for each of her heads. And the strait that they lived on was so short and so narrow that a ship could not safely pass between the two. They had to choose one of these monsters to face every time they wanted to go through these uh, this part of the water. And they would often choose Charybdis because Charybdis would only swallow in water three times a day. But like I said, it's very unpredictable. So if only three ships go in a day towards her side, those three ships would be basically swallowed up and sent down to death. But there were some, there were some uh, heroes who would choose uh, Scylla's side, but I'll tell you guys a little bit about that in a minute. I just want to get through this background first. Um, but some of the heroes that would uh, try to pass through Scylla and Charybdis were Jason and the Argonauts, Heracles, Aeneas, and... Odysseus. We know and love him from Homer's The Odyssey and The Iliad, and he is on a 20-year journey after the Trojan War to get back to his wife. And along that journey, he meets a minor goddess called Circe, and she is the minor goddess and enchantress of sorcery. And she said that in order to continue on with his journey, he had two options. Option one, go through the moving rocks passage where only one ship has ever made it through. And that was solely because Hera, queen of the gods, allowed it to happen. Or they could go through the passage of Scylla and Charybdis. So he cho- immediately chooses the Scylla and Charybdis passageway. More ships have made it through there. 
and not through the blessing of a goddess. So he thought that those were his best odds. And then she faces him with another choice. She says that he either has to choose Scylla's side or Charybdis's side. Charybdis obviously would take the entire ship, so he would have to pray that she does not decide to draw in water and spit it back out at that moment in time that they're passing, or they could go to Scylla's side. Odysseus, being full of himself, let's be real here, chooses Scylla's side purely because he thinks that he can kill her. And Cersei tells him, no, 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 no. You need to keep yourself in check here. Scylla is not mortal. And in fact, she says from the book, she is immortal evil, a dire, ferocious thing of dread. You cannot fight her. There is no defense. The only course is flight. This just means, hey, look, the only way that you're going to make it out of here is to just keep moving forward. Don't look back and don't fight it. While she explains how Scylla is not mortal and she's this terrible, ferocious beast, she also tells him a description of her, including the heads, the feet, and the razor-sharp teeth. He decides to continue with Scylla's side because he would rather lose six men than to lose the entire ship. But he decides not to tell his men this description of the monster that Cersei described. Otherwise, he felt that they would fear the, he would let fear encompass them and that they would never let them pass through. They would choose Charybdis aside and then they would die. As they approach the cliff, they hear terrible screaming and those barking noises and other monstrous sounds and they become afraid. They drop all of their weapons and their oars and they stop moving forward and they say, we want to go back. But Odysseus tells them, he reminds them that they have seen much worse throughout their journey and that they can face this one little thing left. This isn't too bad. Like if we faced all these things in the past with Polyphemus and the sirens, we can keep going forward. They keep going forward having been struck by his words. They stick close to the cliffs because if they go to the smoke on the water, that would be Charybdis. Odysseus warns them, do not go towards the smoke. Continue close to the cliffs. So as they pass through, Odysseus is stupid, does not listen to Cersei, and he gets on top of the ship and is dressed in full body armor, waiting to fight this monster. As he's preparing himself to fight Scylla, the men who are rowing get a glimpse of Charybdis, this whirlpool full of teeth and they notice that she's sucking in water so Odysseus is immediately thrilled that he chose the right side because otherwise they'd be dead right now but they're all watching her suck in all of this water and spitting it back out and when she is as she's doing this they can see the bottom of the ocean floor where it has been exposed from her bringing all this water in and they're frightened so much by this power that they forget all about Scylla. And she comes down and she takes six of Odysseus's men into her cave on top of the cliff. And Odysseus and his current men, as they're passing through, they just hear these awful blood-curdling screams of these men who were just dragged off of the boat and into the cliffs as they're being eaten alive by Scylla. He recounted that that was the worst moment of his entire life because he knew that he could do nothing to save his men 
from his own choices. On a sad note, I'm going to leave that and we're going to start getting into the history of Scylla and Charybdis. So historians believe that the site for these two monsters is likely the Strait of Messina, which is a small little body of water that is between uh, Italy and the island of Sicily. Now, this was part of the Greek Empire back before the Romans came along. So it is not un- it's not difficult to imagine that they would have had to pass through these two masses of land. And at this location, there's actually a whirlpool on one side of the strait. On the other, there is this large towering cliff that is full of jagged rocks that have torn apart ships before. So it's not it, it's easy to see where the ancient Greeks could have seen these two natural phenomena and determined that they're monsters of some sort and that because they have killed so many men going through these passes. And they likely did not have the technology to pass through these straits very well. So they put it on the map as Scylla and Charybdis in order to warn future sailors that this is a rough part of the road here. Not everyone is going to survive going through this passage. So take extreme caution when going through this space. And this means that Scylla likely wasn't a ferocious beast with six heads and razor sharp teeth, but she was probably just the cliff itself and this jag and these jagged rocks. If anything, I think we can learn from the tale from the Odyssey is that as we as the men are passing through on Scylla's side of the cliff, they're in struck by horror at the sight of Charybdis. So I think it's very likely that the reason why Scylla, the cliffs, would take down so many ships historically is because they are in awe of this whirlpool as they're passing by, and they just forget that they are so close to the cliffs, and they end up hitting the cliffs, men get knocked out of the boat, or the boat gets taken down altogether. Personally, that's what I think has happened here, but also something really cool that I found in my research about Scylla and Charybdis is the phrase that we use a lot in the English language that is caught between a rock and a hard place, which means like you're stuck between two difficult decisions and neither one of them is necessarily correct, but they're both going to end into difficult um, consequences that you have to sort out. And this originally stemmed from saying caught between Scylla and Charybdis. Uh, it kind of got passed on through the centuries to be caught between a rock and a hard place. So I think that was really interesting as well. So wrapping up here today, uh, this is just a lesson of make sure that you are aware of your surroundings and you know the dangers and the consequences associated with the dangers that you do face and be prepared to make it out alive. Don't let other people and other things distract you from your mission. And when you are caught between a rock and a hard place, try to make the best decision that you possibly can for your mission. Maybe that's sacrificing some in order to move on with the future, or maybe that is just letting that part of that of your life go. But that is all I have for you guys today. Uh, next week, tune in. We're going to be talking about our last monster that I want to talk about. And it is Halloween, so I think it's going to be... Uh, I'm going to try to make it a very spooky episode. So maybe we will see some elements of more spook than just monstrosities. So we will see. 
uh, let me know what you thought of today's episode. Uh, follow me on my two social platforms, Instagram and Twitter at Your Family's Bad. All right, and I will see you guys next week. Bye.